0: You are locked on Nittany Lions, your daily podcast on the Penn State Nittany Lions, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the brand new edition of Locked On Nittany Lions. I am your host, Kevin McGuire, contributor to Athlonsports.com and editor of Nittany Lions Wire on the USA Today Sports Media Group. Some fun stuff to get into in today's episode, we're going to start looking forward to the upcoming NFL draft and see where some of the Penn Staters are going to fit in, especially since Pro Day is coming up later this week. I want to talk a little bit about tight end Pat Fryermuth a little bit later on in today's podcast, see if whether or not he's going to be a first round draft pick, got some thoughts on that going through some history of tight ends. In the NFL draft just to kind of see where he may potentially fit in we're also going to touch briefly on the fact that Micah Shrewsbury is now in Happy Valley has arrived as the new men's basketball coach for the Penn State Indian Lions and in our second segment we're going to talk a little bit about the unfortunate NCAA tournament that the Big Ten is happening got some general overall opinions on that coming up in the second segment Lots of stuff to get into in today's episode. Make sure you follow along for free on your favorite podcasting app, no matter how you're listening to today's episode. Make sure you give it a follow, give it a subscription, whatever the case may be. Totally free to do so on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, radio.com. Again, however you're listening to the podcast, however you're listening to my voice right now, make sure you give it a follow. And of course, leave those ratings and reviews where applicable. It really helps with the placement of our podcast on various podcasting platforms. So we appreciate all the support you guys have for us. And it really only continues to help us continue to grow moving forward. And of course, on top of that, we also invite you to be socially connected with our show and send in your questions and your comments at any time for inclusion in the show by connecting with us on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash And of course, you can follow us on Twitter at lockedonnitney. If you're into Instagram, we are on there as well, instagram.com slash I mentioned in yesterday's podcast that new men's basketball coach Mike Shrewsbury was on his way to Happy Valley. Of course, now he has arrived. He's been able to get the tour of his new surroundings. And if you follow along on the Penn State basketball Twitter account, the Penn State Athletics Twitter account, you got a chance to see some of the behind the scenes action as Mike Shrewsbury and his family were getting a chance to tour all the facilities and get a chance to meet with some of the students on campus. And of course, there was a nice welcome greeting for him on the video screens at Beaver Stadium. It's a nice way for Penn State to roll out this so-called blue carpet for their new men's basketball coach. And I don't really know exactly how much experience Shrewsbury had with getting familiar with the Penn State campus and environment because, as we all know... The past year has been a little bit different and things haven't been going quite according to normalcy and the opportunity to interview for a head coaching position might be a little bit different you might be doing it a little bit more virtually than you have been before maybe there were some conversations at the big 10 tournament i don't know what the circumstances were i don't know exactly how penn state came about to hiring shrewsbury i do hope that we find out some information uh, when shrewsbury gets a chance to have his introductory press conference uh, as of the time of recording this, I don't know when that is actually scheduled. I would imagine it's going to be any day now, uh, but I do think that that's going to be something that I'm pretty curious to find out more about. How did this hire come to be for Penn State and what attracted Shrewsbury to Penn State given the fact that he may have only made visits to this campus when he was an assistant coach at Purdue. So uh, being from that point of view, uh, being an assistant coach from a very successful basketball school, coming in... Uh, one or two times every couple of years, uh, and seeing the environment that Penn State has for basketball, it has to be something that uh, kind of leaves you wondering what's next for this program. And now, as we saw with James Franklin coming in and taking over as the head coach of the football program, James Franklin made it a point to really upgrade all of the facilities. Penn State didn't have bad facilities when James Franklin got here, but If you look around the country, Penn State was lacking very far behind some of the top programs out there. There's a reason why Ohio State and Clemson and Alabama are at the top of their game year in and year out. And there's a reason why Penn State has made improvements during the course of James Franklin's reign as the head coach. So I do think that there is something to be said about improving facilities. So I'll be very curious to find out what the future for Penn State basketball is under the coaching of Micah Shrewsbury. If this is going to be a long-term solution, a long-term project, then Penn State is going to have to invest in everything possible to improve all of the basketball facets of the program, including the facilities. And I don't know what you could do about the Bryce Jordan Center, honestly. I don't know if that's something that's going to be able to be changed at all. But I do think that there is plenty of room for improvement across the board, and we have seen the kind of payoff that Penn State gets out of investing heavily in some of their athletic programs. We talked yesterday about how the wrestling program continues to set the gold standard throughout the athletics department by going out and hiring the best coach. Uh, Again, I don't know exactly what you're talking about with facilities when it comes to wrestling, but I do know that Penn State basketball has a ways to go if they're going to be one of those programs that is making regular trips to the NCAA tournament, not just making deep runs in the Big Ten tournament, which I still think is potentially possible at some point down the line. But I would just be satisfied with seeing this Penn State program be going to the NCAA tournament far more frequently than they have been. We'll talk a little bit about this in the next segment, but there were nine Big Ten teams that were invited to the NCAA tournament this year. Penn State obviously was not one of them. But nine teams from the Big Ten, including Rutgers, including Maryland, including Purdue, of course, and Michigan, and Ohio State, Illinois, Iowa, Michigan State. It shouldn't be that difficult to be among the nine teams in your 14-team conference to get an invite to the NCAA tournament. I don't know how often the Big Ten is going to send nine teams. But the next time that the Big Ten does send nine teams, I would hope that Penn State is going to be one of them. When I was driving home from work today, I did so with the windows down and it got me thinking, you know what? The warmer weather is coming and I'm going to want to make sure that my air conditioner is ready to go. I may need a new air conditioner filter and if I do, I know that I'm going to go to rockauto.com to make sure I get the right one for my car. That's right, rockauto.com, they are the family business that have been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years, and the reason that is, is because they know what it takes to satisfy their customers with the easiest, stress-free online service that they need in a time of need with their auto supplies. So, we all know that for some of us, buying auto supplies can be a little intimidating. You hate going to the store, you hate looking through those cross-reference guides, trying to pick out the exact same model of wiper or fluid that you need for your car or a light bulb. Oh my goodness. You know, have you ever tried finding a replacement light bulb and not really knowing what you're looking for? You're in for a world of hurt if you don't know what you're looking for. Fortunately, rockauto.com is there to make it as easy as possible. All you have to do is go to their website, rockauto.com. You know, the make a model of your truck, car or your truck, and it brings you up the entire catalog of everything they have available specifically for your vehicle. It's stress-free. It's all right there for you. And do what I do. Bookmark the results so you have them ready to go, easily accessible, on a whim, when you are in your time of need. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low, and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Once again, go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Write it locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on all the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts across the Locked On podcast network. Follow the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. So I am recording this particular episode of the podcast on Monday evening. Actually, it's 7.30 p.m. as I'm looking at the clock right now. 7.30 p.m. on Monday. And at this point in time... Of the nine teams from the Big Ten that were invited to the NCAA tournament, I think we are down to just two teams remaining. Those being the Maryland Terrapins and the Michigan Wolverines. Quick shout out to my pal Isaiah Hull, host of the Locked On Wolverines podcast. He is the last one on the Locked On podcast network within the Big Ten family that has a team worth covering at this point in time. And again, that could very well change by the time I'm done editing this episode and getting it out there too, but there's the thing, you know, we went into this NCAA tournament with so much talk about how great the Big 10 was. If you listen to our friend Big 10 Ben Stevens over on Locked on Big 10, I'm sure he had a field day just getting giddy about all the possibilities about what this NCAA tournament could be for the Big 10. And if you heard me on the Friday podcast last week, as we were going ahead and filling out our last second ballot, I was pretty optimistic that the Big Ten teams were going to represent fairly well throughout the course of this uh, bracket. I even had three Big Ten teams in my final four. I probably was hedging a little bit uh, more towards the Big Ten teams in some of those cases, but I had Illinois winning it all. I had Ohio State in the final four. I had the Iowa Hawkeyes making it there. Lo and behold, they can't even get out of the first weekend and it's kind of a weird uh, year for the tournament because the weekend is extending into the Monday slate, but I'm just going to include it in the opening weekend of the tournament with your first round and your second round. (laughs) That's pretty unfortunate for the Big Ten. Now, of course, for Penn State, it's uh, actually probably beneficial that Purdue took an early exit in their first round matchup because that meant that Purdue assistant Mike Shrewsbury could make his way to Happy Valley and get started with all the work that he has to do with this Penn State program, including trying to maybe potentially keep some of those guys in the transfer portal from leaving Penn State and sticking around and being a part of what he's going to continue building moving forward. So yeah, it's a good thing for Penn State. And obviously Penn State would like to be playing some postseason basketball as well. Uh, they got left out of the NIT, but Bottom line is the Big Ten maybe wasn't all that great, or maybe this is just a weird year for sports in general, and maybe the NCAA tournament is just having one of those crazy years. I tend to think that all three things could be true. I do think the Big Ten was good as a college basketball conference. I really do feel like there was a lot of strength. There was a lot of depth within this conference. But once you get into the NCAA tournament, all bets are off. Anybody can win. You see 15 seeds knocking off two seeds. You see the 13 seed. You see the 12 seeds. Uh, they're, they're winning a couple of games. They're going into the Sweet 16. Oral Roberts, of all schools, not only knocking off Ohio State, but following that up by battling back against the Florida Gators, who are also a pretty decent basketball program, and getting themselves into the Sweet 16. Uh, North Texas ran out of steam on Sunday night against Villanova. But North Texas, of course, was the team that eliminated Purdue. And again, we are seeing some weird developments as far as this NCAA tournament are concerned. Really, it's impacting every conference. But because the Big Ten was pretty much the talk of the town. And as I mentioned in last week's episode or last last Friday's episode, uh, this was a pretty big moment for the Big Ten because – the Indianapolis is pretty much big 10 central because we all know that the big 10 tournament is typically there. The big 10 football championship game is played in Lucas oil stadium. you've got Indiana Hoosiers. You've got the Purdue Boilermakers, you know, Illinois uh, Northwestern. They're not all that far away. There's a very close proximity with the big 10 and Indianapolis and really the whole state of Indiana. So getting a chance to send nine teams from your conference into not necessarily the the home base of the Big 10, but one of the the main outposts for the Big 10 and then not even having seven of those teams. And oh, by the way, as I'm recording this episode, the Michigan Wolverines aren't looking all that great against LSU. So, uh, again, like I said, by the time I'm done editing this podcast, we could have another Big 10 team down. Could we be 0 and 9 for the Big 10 getting into the second week of the Big 10 tournament or the uh, NCAA tournament? remains to be seen. I've got to check to see when Maryland plays. I don't know if Maryland already played, but the bottom line is the Big Ten was supposedly all talk, and they cannot walk the walk. Now, I should say the Big Ten wasn't exactly boasting themselves and pumping themselves up. The national media and the national experts were saying just how good the Big Ten was this year, and maybe it was good, but I do think that you throw together 64 teams, 68 teams really, and throw them into this kind of a bracket where anything can happen in one game and you're gonna see some upsets. We're seeing more upsets this year than I think we've seen in recent years. And for me personally, I'm having a lot of fun with it. I enjoy seeing this tournament be turned on its head and having everybody rip up all their brackets before the first weekend of games is even completed. So I don't know how your brackets are doing. I don't really care. I'm having a whole lot of fun. And you know what? If that's coming at the Big Ten's expense, so be it. I'm having a lot of fun not only watching the tournament, but placing some bets with BetOnline. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all the sports action, including the college basketball tournament going on right now. BetOnline even covers award shows, TV shows, and reality TV shows if you get tired of betting on all the NBA and the NHL and, of course, all the college basketball that's ongoing right now. They've got real-time updated odds and props on just about anything you can possibly imagine, and BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it is totally free to sign up. All you have to do is head to their website, betonline.ag. You can even do this on your mobile device, and sign up today. Receive a 50% welcome bonus on top of whatever your first deposit is when you use the promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. What makes this so much a unique deal compared to what other sports gambling websites are going to have out there for you is this is unlimited. doesn't matter what your first deposit is. If you use that promo code locked on, they will throw 50% of that on top for your welcome bonus. You're not going to get that deal anywhere else. That's why BetOnline is your online sportsbook experts. It is time once again for our daily look at the bracket for For Built Built Bar Bar Madness. Madness. There's just one spot in the enticing eight left to fill in Biltbart Mendes' bracket. And of course, it is up to the Lemon Almond Cheesecake to try and pull the ultimate stunner. They're going up against the super powerful. As far as I'm concerned, a number one seed in the Coconut Brownie Chunk. This is one of the newcomers to the game for Bart, but it is a very strong contender. I predict it is going to make a very deep run. And it's got a couple wins under its belt ready to go coming up very soon. But first, it has to get by a lemon almond cheesecake, but you get a chance to decide which of those two flavors is going to be moving on to the enticing eight. Of course, we're still waiting for the results of yesterday's matchup between coconut and birthday cake. And I got to say, maybe I overlooked birthday cake a little bit because I just got a sample of them from our friends at Built Bar and they are much better than I was anticipating. I always figured that a birthday cake flavor protein bar was going to be pretty good. This one was a lot better than I was anticipating. So I think it could pull an upset against Coconut. But of course, this is all based on your votes. All you have to do is go to builtbar.com and cast your votes. You can follow all the action on their Twitter account at bar underscore built. And of course, while you are at Built Bar, make sure you take advantage of our promo code LOCKED15 that's L-O-C-K-E-D15, and you get 15% off your next order of these amazing-tasting protein bars that taste just like a chocolate bar. That's Locked15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the, the Built, Built Bar, bar Madness, Madness Champion. Champion. The NFL Draft is just weeks away, so it's time to start following our Locked On NFL Draft duo. The Draft Dudes podcast watches every prospect so you don't have to. And the Locked On NFL Draft podcast is your daily draft news and mock draft podcast. Follow Locked On NFL Draft and Draft Dudes on the Radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts. And that brings me to the topic of a conversation I wanted to round out today's episode with. And we are beginning to start to look forward to the NFL Draft. As I mentioned earlier, and as I mentioned yesterday, Penn State is going to have their Pro Day event on Thursday. Very important pro day, especially in this these times where you don't have the traditional NFL scouting combine. What happens in the pro day really can help make or break a lot of prospects and their draft outlook moving forward because it may be the biggest opportunity they have to show NFL scouts and NFL coaches exactly what they can do in this kind of environment. And as we've also noticed before, that Penn State players are typically highly regarded with their performances in these type of events. That's one of the strengths that I think James Franklin and his coaching staff have really stressed on as they prepare to send some of their players off to the next level. The the impressions, the reactions that a lot of Penn Staters get from scouting combine and these pro day events is typically very positive so a good performance in a pro day this week could be very beneficial for a guy like jason Noah, who is kind of flirting on the edge of a first round draft pick could potentially be a second round pick but i do think that there's some potential there for him to make a case to be a first round draft pick but what about tight end pat firemouth if you take a look at the history of tight ends there's not a really strong history as far as first round draft picks are concerned and when you do have a tight end drafted in the first round it's not very often you get multiple tight ends going as early as a first round draft pick it does look as though we're going to see a tight end drafted in the first round this year in the NFL draft, but that will be Florida's Kyle Pitts, who is by and large, uh, probably the best tight end on the board. And I don't think anybody is really arguing that we're seeing mock drafts where he's going potentially within the top 10 picks or within the top six picks. If you're a Philadelphia Eagles fan, I've seen more than one mock draft in selecting Kyle Pitts to be a future Philadelphia Eagle, maybe catching passes from Jalen Hurts, but Another conversation, and we'll leave that to the Locked On Eagles podcast. You guys can go check that out if you're interested in that. But I do think that we are already starting to kind of see the writing on the wall that it's going to be very difficult for Pat Friermuth to be a first-round draft pick through no fault of his own. This is a very talented tight end, very much built for the NFL. And if you take a look at the lineage of tight ends coming through Penn State in recent years, even going back to uh, Bill O'Brien's years, the tight ends that have come out of Penn State have generally been pretty good. Let me just kind of run down some of the first round draft picks that we have seen at the tight end position of going back as far as I believe 2010 is what I jotted down. There aren't a whole lot. So the 2020 NFL draft, uh, unless I missed any, uh, and I, I will leave room for error there, I don't believe there was a tight end drafted in the first round of the 2020 NFL draft. Now, there were two drafted in the first round in 2019, and lo and behold, they both came from the Iowa Hawkeyes. TJ Hawkinson went first, I believe, and Noah Fant went a few picks after that. So you had two tight ends from the University of Iowa going in the first round of 2019. That was actually pretty cool to see uh, coming out of Iowa because those were certainly really good tight ends. And I always got some proud tight end history as well, but it's not very often. You go into the 2018 draft before that, Hayden Hurst out of South Carolina, only first round draft pick at the tight end position. Uh, Of course, Mike Kosicki, uh, who went to the the Miami Dolphins, was drafted in the second round of that 2018 pick. So you kind of get a sense that if you're a tight end, you, you have a very small chance to be drafted in the first round. But let's go back a little bit further. Now, the 2017 draft seems to be a little bit of the exception, certainly in more recent years with three tight ends, Going in the first round they were oj howard evan ingram and david noku so you're seeing uh that is probably the outlier because you there were no first round draft picks for the tight end position in the 2016 draft none for the 2015 draft eric abron was the only tight end drafted in the first round in 2014 and in 2013 tyler eifert uh, out of stanford was the only first round pick at the tight end position in the 2013 nfl draft Uh, Of note, uh, Travis Kelsey was a third round pick in that 2013 draft. So uh, again, you don't have to be a first round tight end in order to be a star tight end, that that is perfectly clear right now, but you don't see it very often where a first round draft pick is going to be used on a tight end position. Uh, you know, Like I said, the 2017 season certainly is the exception to the rule of what we're seeing here. Uh, go back to 2012, 2011, no first round draft picks on a tight end player. Uh, 2010, uh, Jermaine Graysham was the only tight end. This is also the year where Rob Gronkowski was drafted and obviously he became a mega star in the NFL. He was a second-round draft pick. And then, of course, Jesse James, just for reference point, uh, go back to that 2015 NFL draft out of Penn State, of course. Uh, Jesse James was selected in the fifth round of that 2015 draft. So there you have it. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight draft picks on a tight end position going back to 2010. So what does Pat fryer stand here? He's very much considered a very talented tight end could very well be considered the second best tight end on the board behind Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts is for sure going to be a first round draft pick. The question is, will there be any other teams looking to draft a tight end uh, anywhere else in that first round? It doesn't necessarily look that way. But again, if you look at the mock drafts, uh, they kind of uh, go with ebbs and flows. You know, Some players are going to skyrocket up and move themselves into the first round. Some players will fall out based on stuff like the Pro Day event. So... Pat Fryermuth, of course, was banged up last year, got injured, so that could be a little bit of a factor, and maybe that's a little bit of a caution for some NFL team, although if you look at his whole body of work, uh, Pat Fryermuth certainly has the frame, the kind of hands, and the skill that a lot of teams in the NFL could benefit from at the tight end position if they're looking to make an upgrade. A little while back, we did talk to Thor Nystrom of Roto World on NBCSports.com when we were talking about EA Sports bringing back the NCAA college football video game franchise or EA Sports college football. And I got a chance to ask him a little bit about what he thought about some of the Penn State players. And he did mention that there was a chance that Pat Frymuth could be a first round draft pick at the time. If I had to make a guess today, as I'm sitting here recording this podcast, I'm going to guess that Pat Frymuth is not going to be a first round draft pick. But I do think there's a very good chance he's going to be a second round draft pick i would be surprised if he lasts through the middle of the second round but of course i will reach out to some of our nfl draft experts on the locked on podcast now we're going to see if we can bring them on and see if they have any kind of a different opinion and of course we'll take a look at some of the other penn staters as we move closer and closer to the nfl draft i'm going to share some of these thoughts as well over on today.com on the usa Today sports media group so if you want to go check that out and leave your comments there and let me you know what you think about pat firing and his odds of being a first round draft pick where do you think he's going to be drafted and which team do you think needs him the most i would love to hear what you guys have to say and of course you can reach out to us on our twitter account and our facebook page we're on facebook.com slash locked on twitter.com slash locked on and of course you can check us out on instagram at instagram.com slash locked on nitney Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Thank you so much for those who have decided to give us a follow on your favorite podcasting app, whether you're on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, we're on the radio.com app, we're on Amazon Music, however you want to listen to podcasts these days. We appreciate you guys for tuning in and giving us a follow. And of course, if you've left a reading interview, we greatly appreciate that. This Friday, if you have left a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, let us know. Send us a screenshot on our Twitter account, and you're going to get a special shout-out. It's going to be our five-star Friday. We're going to start making that a regular feature. So if you leave a five-star rating, let us know about it. We'll go check it out, and we'll give you a special shout-out on the Friday episode of the podcast. I'm Kevin McGuire. You can give me a follow on Twitter at Kevin on CFB. I'm the editor of Nittany Lions Wire on the USA Today Sports Media Group and a contributor to Athlonsports.com. So lots of stuff, lots of stuff going on out there. Make sure you check them all out. You can also check me on Patreon at patreon.com slash Kevin McGuire. Thank you once again for listening to today's episode. Have a great day, everybody. We'll come back and do it all again tomorrow. See ya.